and um, welcome to, I think, episode 19 of Hidden Wings and Bloodlust. So I've got um, today on the show, I've got a guest and um, he runs the Varmints podcast. And would you like to, and I don't know, would you, do you want to introduce yourself and say a little bit about who you are and, uh, and what you do? Sure. Yeah. My name is Paul. I am the host of the Varmints podcast. Uh, our podcast has been around for about four years now, and it's a podcast that's all about animals. And we each week we take a species of animal, or um, and we talk about it. We talk about some of its physical adaptations. We talk about where it is in pop culture. We talk about whether or not we would eat it. Uh, <clears throat> we give you a little trivia about that animal, and we just make a, I think, a fun, family-friendly podcast about animals lasts about 45 minutes there's no cursing you can listen to it anywhere and uh yeah it's that's our show that's great yeah thank you thank you you've done like a lot of australian animals um so one of the first episodes i listened to was when you were talking with your daughter about wombats oh yeah that, i did that with my daughter yeah that was a really fun episode um and i just thought it was really cool that like she's into like animals like like has it always been like that in your family have you always like just like shared like a passion for animals and stuff or i i i don't think it's that um when i grew up i we weren't allowed to have dogs or cats like the most we could have was like a fish like tropical fish and so i grew up um you know afraid of other people's dogs and cats and just freaked out by animals in general um and then over time You know, especially as I became an adult, um, I got very interested in animals. I was able to have, you know, pets that could cuddle with you. And uh, so I don't know if it's a... I think my passion for animals and annual, animal behavior and wildlife conservation came very, very much later in life. And I worked outside. I had a job where I worked outside and I was I was always seeing birds and alligators and lizards and all kinds of stuff down here. And so that really, like, you know, that really fueled my passion. And then, you know, I would watch nature documentaries when I got home, and I would watch, you know, Animal Planet with the kids. I'd watch The Crocodile Hunter. And so it just kind of has grown over time. And my kids have grown up with, you know, animals in the house. We have a dog now. We have a snake, a pet snake in our house. And so animals are just kind of, yeah, they they love animals. They're adults now, my my kids, but... You know, my they both they love animals. So, and yeah, my my daughter has been able to join me on a couple of episodes, and that's been really nice. That's yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, because um, also like you've done a lot of Australian animals, like like the quokkas, mm-hmm. and I think you uh, and did you also do kangaroos? I can't remember. We did kangaroos. That was like episode one or two. Like that was way, way, way back. We could probably do another kangaroos episode and get away with it. But yeah, cro- uh, kangaroos. I-, I think we've done every like major animal in Australia. We've done kangaroos. We've done crocodiles. We've done koalas. We've done Tasmanian devils, uh, quokkas, um, wombats, and I can't. I think we've covered all of them pretty much. Yeah, because there's like, I mean, the whole when I when I first heard like about the, um, the wombat poo being like square, I actually at first thought that was a joke. I thought 
there is no way it can possibly be square, but but it is. It absolutely is. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I've always I've also noticed like on the show, like you do a lot of like a real mix of animals. Like you've done cows, mm-hmm. and that was quite that was quite fun to listen to. And obviously, you like quokkas and and kangaroos and things. But also, you've done like quite creepy ones like ticks yeah, and, and yeah. things like that i mean did you did you like when you first started doing it did you a did you think you were just going to be doing a like common animals or like or did you kind of set about to do a mix of them or well i mean it's fun to listen to shows that are about the cute furry things but a lot of the animals out there especially the ones that are really important and that really need uh wildlife conservation they're you know going their way are the little scaly ones and the little creepy ones and a lot of times those are really really interesting animals to talk about like i think the first one we did like that where we we weren't really sure how it was going to go we thought we didn't think anybody would listen to it was we did an episode about cockroaches yeah and we were really worried about that and it went over really well it turns out that people actually kind of like when we talk about the little the little creepy crawlies, so you know our, our scorpions episode, people enjoyed that. And then we did the ticks episode, um, and those are a lot of fun to talk about. And apparently, people don't mind hearing about them, so that's nice. Yeah, I think I suppose also because it's like something it's something different. I mean, I remember like listening to a podcast. And I think they've actually stopped doing it now but there was um they were going like around this this insect fair or something and asking children like what their favorite insect was and some person like one little girl said my favorite insect is a tick and they're like why and she was like because they're so creepy (laughs) i don't think it gets much creepier than a tick i really don't i know no it really it really doesn't and and um and the i think the guy presenting he was a bit he was a bit taken aback it was just like okay <laughs> fair enough but it's when you when you talk about creepy things like you find out some really fascinating things like we did an episode about mosquitoes yeah. which are kind of universally hated you know but i i found out when i was researching them that the reason one of the big reasons that the American Revolution ended was that the British soldiers were not, um, they were not immune. I I can't think of the word. I don't know what word I'm trying to come up with. They weren't immune to malaria, but they were pretty susceptible to it. And the American troops drew drew them into the swamps where the mosquitoes were. And they all got really, really sick. and, And they had to, you know, they had to surrender. And that was one of the big reasons that that war ended because of mosquitoes you know yeah i think i think there's like some i don't know like i i think there's like some someone's written a book called the age of the mosquito and it's like about basically like how important mosquitoes have been in history mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like all yeah. the diseases yeah for sure i mean i really like I suppose, like, I, what I also really like on your show is, like, when you're talking about animals, like, in pop culture and stuff, mm-hmm. like, the, those, like, 
those like commercials with with the quackers, like that that quacker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that quacker commercial for like I don't know, like insurance or whatever it was. Yeah. How did you like? How did you like? Where did you get the idea to 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 find all that stuff out? Because <laughs> you know, you just with a with an animal like a quacker. So with an animal like a lion, you know, it's easy because you have there's so many different directions the you lion can go. King like, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Lion King. Or the MGM lion, which I think I talked about on our lions episode. But with a with a more obscure creature like quackas, you kind of have to do a little bit of digging. And a lot of times, if you go on YouTube, you'll find stuff. Uh, it's amazing what you'll find. And it's really, you'll find things that you didn't even know existed. Like those quacka car commercials, which are hilarious. Um, so yeah, I just, it just takes a little bit of digging. It just takes a little bit of searching on the internet, and uh, you you eventually come up with something. I think there's a mascot or a cartoon or a video game for just about any animal out there. About anything, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's like, I suppose, like, pretty much every animal, like, has been, I suppose, because anim- because animals are, like, so well-known I, I suppose in a sense like every single animal like you know the in the uk for example like a very very popular book series was the ladybird the ladybird books and they were like basically instruction they were like these book this book series like basically from that ran from the 20s to the 50s mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. all and it's basically what most of them are there are like some like sort of a bridge short stories and that but what most what most of it is is basically like instructions for children on like how to do things or like very very simplified like history of the world type stuff and so what's actually happened is because they were so like now like ladybird books sometimes like depict children like being shown like airplanes and stuff and so <laughs> like now there'll be there's been a lot of satire around these books and so like if something something has happened like say like about the election for example they will they will like um there will be like here is here is mother talking about talking about the american election and there'll be like some or the british ele- and there'll be like some woman like um drinking a cup of tea and like explaining to her children and like looking tired or you know something <laughs> <laughs> and, That's cute. and they'll be like and sometimes there was one. There was one with. There was one with the um, when they were explaining how like airplanes were flying and stuff. And I think they've taken a lot of the pictures from that book, which was done quite seriously. And they've said like, like here, here is a problem with all of the airport. All of the airports are grounded. All of the planes are grounded. The ap- the apocalypse is like a pop plastic something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and so it's just kind of but that's very that's something that's very well known in popular culture especially in the uk um but it's it i suppose because animals are so well known especially like with something like lions and things like every every single country has like its national animal and so you can't yeah. really get away from it and there's like there's animals that we won't do because they're so ubiquitous that like when we talked about spiders i did not talk about spider-man when we talked about mice i did not talk about mickey mouse because everybody already knows about mickey mouse you know i'd rather pick something a little more 
off the beaten path and a little more interesting. It's fun to talk about things that people know all about, but, uh, you know, for the Mice episode, Mickey Mouse was a little bit too on the nose, so we just wanted to go with something a little different. Yeah. Well, I suppose there's there's so many, it's not even just Mickey Mouse, there's so many examples of mice. There's, like, Fievel, there's, like... The oh yeah, fern gully oh, yeah. mice, and you know, there's lots of things you can talk about. So, if so, I mean, so I think you you live in Florida, don't you? Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. You, um, what part? So I'm in uh, Southwest Florida. I'm on the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, yeah. I've got. Okay, yeah, I know someone who lives in Fort Myers in Florida, but I think that's oh, well, probably I'm, quite far I, away. No, Fort Myers is just about 15 minutes up the road from me. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. when, I, when I went to Florida before, because I went in around 2014, and we were going for a walk around, the, around um, my friend's neighborhood, and she pointed out, like, this pool that very much looked like a very innocuous pool and she and i was like oh that 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 looks like nice to swim in and she's like no there's like alligators in that pool (laughs) and um so do you get to see many alligators where you are is that is that like a common thing there or is it just or is it only in certain areas or you can find them just about everywhere but you have to know where to look for them because it's not like I think some people are under the impression that, you know, we're going to go outside and check the mail and trip on an alligator on our way out there. You know, it doesn't really work like that. Um, they like golf courses a lot. So if you live on a golf course uh, and you, there's a water hazard nearby, you're probably going to see an alligator. But you pretty much have to you pretty much have to go to like a, a nature preserve or a wildlife preserve. Um, they the alligators don't really walk around in neighborhoods or communities. They just kind of stay in ponds and stay. They don't want to have, have anything to do with us. They don't want to be in our driveways. They don't want to be on our doorsteps. So they just hang out where, yeah, they just hang out where alligators hang out. But I mean, I could just, I could drive probably two miles up the road and, and find an alligator. No problem. Yeah, I think, because I think this pool, it was like one of these kind of like landscape pools or something. And I think alligators had just like settled in there and were yeah. just chilling. <laughs> yeah. We don't really go swimming in fresh water down here, like in the in the ponds, because they're very, very cloudy and murky. And you just have to assume that there's an alligator in them. And the thing with alligators is they don't they don't really want to have anything to do with you. It's if you if you. If there's an alligator in a pond and it's being fed by people, now you have a dangerous alligator. But I used to do pool maintenance. And yeah. if you know, the, a lot of the places where I cleaned the pools were on those uh, um, water hazards for golf courses. And there were some big alligators in those ponds. And if you walked toward the backyard, you couldn't get... 30 feet away from them without them going in the water like immediately they don't want anything to do with you um you can't even get you can't get close to them unless they're being fed if they're being fed they they will come toward you which i've had that happen a couple of times but in general you, you they don't they don't want to have anything to do with you i suppose i suppose it's like when they say to people like not to feed 
certain other animals is because they like they get to associate humans with, with food and then they end up kind of thinking that <laughs> humans are food. That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. And if you're if you're feeding an alligator, if you're going to a park and you're feeding the alligator every day, you know, you're getting that alligator habituated not just to you, but that alligator is looking at humans and going, that person, that thing is has, is food or has food. And so that same, you know, the next day, somebody's going to walk past that pond with their little dog, and guess what happens? Boom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas or, if or- you just walk past, then and don't pay it much attention, then should be yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So are there many places where you are, where you can just get out in nature and find different insects or find other animals? Or is it, because I mean, round because where I am, you wouldn't really get to see many big animals where I am apart from deer and stuff, but you do see mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. birds and we've got a lot of, um, red kites which is kind of i think they're like in the vulture family but they 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 went extinct a few years ago and then they got reintroduced and there's absolutely millions around around here and they um especially you often see them sort of like in the park um and um like flying over and and that i mean are they is it quite easy for you to sort of access i suppose like nature where you are it's extremely easy to do that. <clears throat> I'm very um, fortunate that where I live is, you know, we're fairly urban. We have all the shopping malls and we have the highways and all that good stuff. But we have so many different places to go to get different types of wildlife. I live about 10 minutes away from the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. And you go there and you get all the different seabirds. You see dolphins, you see fish, you see manatees. Oh, wow. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. And then you go a little bit further inland. Um, there's boardwalks out there where you get to see different sorts of insects, different birds that don't live at the beach, uh, alligators, deer. We have so many different kinds of animals and birds down here. It's really wonderful. Yeah, we get a lot of deer around here too, and foxes and. Yeah, like all sorts of different sorts of things. Yeah. And of, of course, we get a lot of insects as well. So yep. Yep. what is the sort of the most interesting animal that you've talked about on your show? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> that is that is a really, really difficult question to answer. Um, the most interesting, I think the most interesting ones for me are the ones where I I have learned a lot or my my preconception of that animal was completely destroyed. Like I learned, like it just changed my mind about that animal. And um, so we did an episode probably three years ago now about tarantulas and we had a really good, uh, yeah. yeah, we had a good podcaster that came on as a guest expert. She was great, and I learned a whole lot about tarantulas, a lot that I didn't even realize. That made me have a, an appreciation for them. Hyenas, I never really liked hyenas until we did the episode about them, and uh, I think I like them actually more than lions. <laughs> um, um, opossums, like I didn't really, I, was, I wasn't crazy about opossums, but the more I learned about them, the cooler they got, and I love opossums now. So those kind of animals are really, 
the ones that stand out to me. Scorpions are really cool. Scorpions are, are genuinely fascinating animals. So those kind of, of animals I like the most. Um, have you got any sort of funny stories about like either an insect or like another animal that you that you particularly want to talk about or funny stories? Um, um can't really think of one off the top of my okay. head. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no, I just no, no, don't. Um, if you can't think of anything, that that's fine. <laughs> I can't. Right off the top of my head, I can't. Okay. Nothing that is like family friendly for your show. No, 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 no. I think I want to keep my show quite family friendly. Okay. <laughs> Figured. Um. So, what is, what would you say is like the best thing? And um, what do you think is the best thing about doing the show? Oh, the best thing about doing the show are the people that listen to it. Yeah. And give me feedback on it and tell me what they think about the episode or, you know, tell me what they liked or tell me what they thought was really funny. That's by far the best thing about it. And, uh, people's kids that want to be involved with the show. That's just, that's, that's what makes the show worth doing. That's really good. Yeah. And what, and what would you say is the worst thing about doing it? Or is there not a worst thing? I don't know that there's a worse thing about doing it. It podcasting in general is a labor of love. Yeah. And it takes a lot more time to write and produce and edit an episode than I think a lot of people realize. So it's a, it is a lot of work. There, It's a lot of work. It can be a lot of tedious work, particularly when you are editing. Yeah, that's that can be a little bit rough. So like a lot of the, um, of the writing and the research and the editing can get pretty boring and pretty tedious. And I, I don't know if that's... I mean, I wouldn't call that the worst thing about it. I've certainly, you know, <laughs> it's not like being at work no. um, um, and I've had dirtier jobs, but it's a great hobby. And, uh, you know, all, all hobbies have their, all hobbies have their thing that make it a little bit less fun. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I know exactly what you mean. Like, yeah. I think I really want, like, it's just, I wanted to do like another, because ep- I, I just didn't get around to doing another episode like this summer. And I just thought like, because the editing took too long. And also because like, sometimes if I'm doing like a solo episode, I would just like think about the way that my voice sounds. And I just think Mm -hmm. this sounds awful. And actually when I'm like playing it, when I'm like playing it back, I'm like, did I actually say that? No, like this has got to go. And they're like, (laughs) and yeah, like I, like there was an episode um I think earlier or early on this year like I tried to record an episode about the 14 spot ladybird and I just got through I got through it and I thought like I just kept on having to start again because it just sounded so awful and then I was just like usually when I'm when I'm when I'm doing an episode like I don't stick entirely to the script that I've written I've like right. I like make jokes and stuff and I was listening to this I'm thinking oh this sounds so terrible like why do I even say that like <laughs> <laughs> you know that is that's how I approach my show I have I, I'm not I'm not 100% scripted but I'm not 100% ad-libbing either I have enough of a script there to kind of keep keep me anchored and keep me on track yeah but, um, but, um but you know, nobody nobody likes the sound of their own voice. Absolutely nobody. No. And and 
So I'm glad that you realize that, and I'm glad that you see a lo- what a lot of podcasters do. What a lot of uh, podcasters, the mistake they make is they don't know how to self-edit, and they don't know when to listen to themselves and actually and say, okay, I could cut that out. Okay, what I said there was kind of dumb or really not that important. I'm just going to cut that out. Not just. Not just because I don't like the sound of my own voice, but because of I care about the content and I tried something there and it didn't work, so I have to chop it out. Like a lot of podcasters don't bother doing that. I don't know why, because there's nobody in the world who you're not, you're not going to not everything that comes out of your mouth is going to be gold. No, no. You just have to know how to self-edit. Like, I mean, I've listened to some podcasts that like, that for some reason are like quite popular and it's literally like they get they take like 20 minutes to get onto the actual topic and then like for 20 minutes before they're just like talking about like yeah. what the weather's like or <laughs> that drives me nuts <laughs> or, or like what or like what um what they saw like when you know how much traffic there was on the road or something <laughs> or something mm-hmm. like that um yeah no I sometimes sometimes though, I, I'm, I'm editing I'm I, I'm recording it and then like something I said like sounds stupid so I'll just like think no I've got to start again and then like like hold on where, like where was the actual start of this <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> that's that happens here too yeah <laughs> um yeah, I think it. I think what you're what you said is right there. I think it can really be like a labor of love, and um, you have to, you really have to know what to. You really have to know like what. Um, yeah, like editing is as is as much part of it as actually recording it. Right. Yeah. So, so obviously, like, um, I was wondering. I mean. Do you like ladybirds or ladybugs? <laughs> I do. I do very, very much like them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And do you have a favorite ladybird or or not? I have to admit something to you. Before I started listening to your podcast, I thought there was maybe two, maybe three kinds of ladybugs, and I never called them ladybirds ever. I thought I've heard... I've heard the word ladybird, and I thought it was referring to an actual bird. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I've really been enjoying your podcast because I'm learning about um, bugs that I knew existed but never really knew a whole lot about before. We do have them here, we, and I know they're, they're really good. You want them in your garden like they're good with, I think, aphids? I don't know. But I think they're good to have in your garden. Yeah, um, I think they. I think I. Th- no, you're right there. I think they. They're definitely incredibly good to have in your garden. Yeah. Um. With yeah. with a few exceptions, but um. But yeah, like largely they're largely they're fine. And um, do you see do you see many ladybirds like where you live? I do. Yeah, we do have them here. It seems like we only have them at certain times of the year. Um, they'll show up. We don't have them all year round, but I do see them. They're like the. They're like the uh, the garden variety, little little red with black dots. Yeah. Lady, 
Ladybird, Ladybug, whatever you is Ladybird the official like it's is that the official scientific thing that you have to call them? Um I think Ladybug I think basically I think the scientific word is lady beetles, but like no oh, one okay. actually calls them that. I think like <laughs> ladybird is 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 a is like the British word for them and ladybug is the American um word. Okay. Because because basically I think the reason why it was called a ladybird in the first place is because of um because because of the Virgin Mary. Um, because it was like our lady's bird, and I think that they, I think they originally used bird to like just refer to anything that that flew, um, like regardless <laughs> of whether whether or not it was a bird or not. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, like this seems legit. Um, but I think like ladybug, um, ladybug makes slightly more sense, but because, but then it, it's not an actual bug because you've got like the i know i know that in america like insects and bugs are basically like referred basically like refer to the same thing but like bugs are actually like a specific type of insects like um do you know like shield bugs for example Mm -hmm. they that that's basically what a what a bug is called like technically like um or like aphids i think are technically bugs as well and ladybirds are a beetle so actually like neither like ladybird or ladybug are actually remotely scientific <laughs> no not at all <laughs> um and and i think they 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 scientists would usually say either ladybird beetles or or <laughs> lady beetles um and i think that's what they would they they would refer to them as but i think it's just like one of these these words that have being used for, for so long that everyone just calls it that mm-hmm. yeah That's interesting so is there anything else you want to talk about um today or no i've just i appreciate you having me on and i really enjoy your podcast i've, I've learned a lot about lady yeah. birds <laughs> <laughs> it's a really delightful little podcast and i'm so pleased that you took the time to listen to mine too i really um flattered by that oh no thank no like thanks and um, thank you for listening yeah do you have anything that you want to ask me or um yeah like where did the whole ladybird I, I almost said obsession but fascination let's go with that <laughs> where did that all start um basically probably like from when i was a kid like i've always really liked them i don't know why um but i was pretty obsessed with them when i was a child and then i kind of like forgot about uh, forgot about them and then like kind of like i suppose since like moving back with um with my mom like in a in a village where there's um well, obviously like a lot of countryside outside um you get to see more ladybirds and i just always like them especially i suppose the the colors and the spots and everything how Mm -hmm. they're kind of they're quite you know they'll just go on to you and they're quite i wouldn't say friendly because that's just it's not it's not really friendly that's just how it how they are you know usually when you when you find an insect it will just fly away or it'll try and bite you or something but ladybirds don't really do that they're quite no they're quite chilled out really 
<clears throat> yep, they're like just they're just like, oh, I'm I'm here on your hand now, I guess. That's this yeah. is fine. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Was there a specific memory, like a first memory you had with the ladybird where you where you could remember looking at that and going, Oh, that's a really cool little bug? Um Yeah, I think I think probably like um I wouldn't say I wouldn't know what the first memory was. I just I just remember like finding them when I was a kid and like um and like being being really impressed mm-hmm. <laughs> and like finding them on trees and stuff. And they um I suppose I suppose like finding unusual ones, like finding there's one particular type or I didn't really know I didn't know what it was, but like there's one particular type of the 10 spot which has got like peachy colored spots and i remember finding one and thinking it was really cool and yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (sighs) okay um so you don't i mean um you so do you have anything else you want to say i don't no all right well thanks so much for coming on to the show um, yeah, it was a, it was like really a pleasure to talk to you. Likewise, thank you so much. All right, and I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop recording now. Okay. <laughs>